This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Brewers baseball today on this Wednesday, December 14th with our Brewers guru, Adam McKelvey. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And uh, Adam, I, I, I'm sensing some uh, some personal disappointment on your part because one of your personal favorites from this Brewers team from the past six years is now a former Brewer. Uh, Martin Maldonado, uh, no longer on the team, sent uh, back to the Angels organization, which drafted him uh, way back when in 2004. And uh, in comes... Jet Bandy, who is going to compete for the starting catching job, and I understand that there's an interesting tale regarding uh, his first name. So let's uh, let's digest all this first. Uh, tell us what your thoughts on the deal are, and uh, tell us the the tale of a uh, Jet Bandy. Well, for, starting with the name, it's Jet with two T's. Right. He said his grandfather was named Chester, but they called him Chet, mm. and somehow that became with two T's. Uh, his father was named John, so it was kind of an homage to his grandfather and his father that they named young Jet, Jet. Interesting. His middle name is Adam, which I really support. Um, <laughs> he doesn't go by that, unfortunately. But uh, in, a, a trade that sort of, you know, it falls right in line with this Brewers uh, rebuild. It's a chance to get younger uh, and more club control of a player at a, a position. And Maldonado was going to share time anyway at catcher. And Bandy may as well. The Brewers uh, acquired Andrew Susak from the Giants, you'll remember, back in uh, August for Will Smith. And they also have Manny Pena, a guy who's, you know, uh, he's had two really good years back-to-back now at the AAA level uh, at the plate. And he got a chance to come up late in the season for the Brewers, as did Susak. So they've got a kind of an intriguing mix of guys who look like they can swing it a little bit, guys who can play defense. Bandy looks like a balanced player. They like his defense a lot. And uh, David Stearns, in talking about him, says there's power there, which was, you know, that for whatever reason has not shown up in his numbers, even his minor league numbers through the years. But they say there's great raw power. And they hope that as he gets big league experience and more at bat, some of that power may come through. And they get him for five years. They would have had Maldonado for two more years. That's really the drive. The main motivating factor here is, is control of a player for a longer period of time. And uh, the Brewers have that now in getting uh, Bandy and sending uh, Maldonado uh, out to Anaheim. And I know that, uh, you know, in, in reading uh, what Maldonado was saying about the deal, he said that he was, uh, you know, su- surprised by it and caught a little bit yep. off guard. But at the same time, he said that David Stearns, showed a lot of transparency and in, in being up front with him and saying, hey, you know what, here's what we're thinking, and we're not going to keep this a secret from you. So, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I give David Stearns a lot, of, a lot of points for, you know, showing that sort of transparency where a lot of general managers maybe, maybe would not do that. Yeah, and he's done that with a lot of players. I mean, we've heard from Ryan Braun a lot that the Brewers were keeping him apprised of what was going on when they were working on a trade for him in August. Uh, so I think he is trying to be up front. And, and look, that's been what the Brewers have done publicly as well. It's no secret. 
We had a really interesting uh, chat with him during the winter meetings when the White Sox traded Chris Sale. And my question to him was basically, is there a tipping point in the industry where you have too many clubs in full-blown rebuild mode at the same time and it doesn't work? In other words, don't you have to have a certain number of clubs uh, absorbing the, the, the major league talent uh, to sustain the teams that are rebuilding? And his take was that there's always been this kind of mix, that there's not more teams rebuilding now. The difference now is that teams are just being upfront about it. It's almost a marketing it's, – it's almost part baked into a team's marketing strategy to be upfront about here's what we're doing. We're going to have a couple of tough years. Here's the, the examples of teams that have done this before us and come through on the other end as a better organization. Um, the Brewers have done that from the very start. It was a decision that, that was made all the way at the top. And it really began when they made the move to Craig Council uh, in May of 2015 and started uh, exploring trades for players. They made no secret, and they were not going to be caught in the middle. Um, so I thought that was kind of a little interesting, wider picture of what's happening throughout the game because doesn't it feel to you too, Matt, that there's just a ton of teams in rebuild mode right now? It does, more than yeah, ever before, yeah. so, to be honest. So his, his, they, they, they actually have re, the Brewers say they've researched this kind of on their own and found that it's really no different than it's always been. It's just that teams are being honest about it. Yeah, and that's a great point you make in that it really becomes part of a team's marketing campaign to know, you know, to tell their fans, hey, look, you know, this is what's happening. And yeah, we may stink for a couple of years, yeah. but look at what happens on the other end. And the, and the current world champion Cubs are a perfect example. They took their lumps, they loaded their farm system, and voila. I'm not saying that works out for every team all the time, yeah. but that's always the ultimate goal. So it's it's a different mindset now, a different culture with the with the fans and the way that they think, and that it's almost worse to be stuck in mediocrity than to stink, because if you stink, the chances are you're loading up your farm system, you're getting better in the long term, and you're looking at the big picture, and it's definitely a culture change from, say, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yep. A very, you know, interesting dynamic there with uh, the game as a whole. Uh, Adam, another deal that uh, went down, of course, recently uh, at the winter meetings, uh, the same day that the Red Sox acquired Sale before they got Chris Sale, they got Tyler Thornburg, and that for a couple hours was their big deal for the day. Thornburg coming off a great uh, 2016, became the closer when Will Smith and Jeremy Jeffress were sent away at the trade deadline. And, of course, uh, he's dealt to the Red Sox in a package which uh, included infielder Travis Shaw. But I've got to think that from the Brewers' end, the real gem of this deal is a prospect, and that's a shortstop prospect who was in Boston blocked by all-star Xander Bogarts. But I think Mauricio Dubon has got a, he had a lot of people excited in Milwaukee. Yeah, and it's uh, you know another shortstop for this Brewers' system. They have a lot of them. The Orlando Arcia was their top prospect until he came up to the big leagues and graduated from the list last season. He's still a work in progress. Uh, they have Isan Diaz, a, a player they really, really like, who they got uh, in the uh, uh, trade with Arizona about this time last year. Uh, he may end up at second base, but he's been playing shortstop. Um, they've got, you know, uh, kind of littered throughout their top 20 or so prospects, a number of up-the-middle players. Uh, and Dubon fits the mold. They love his athleticism. He's a really good, uh, from the scouting reports, a, a good all-around player. And he comes in at, uh, I think it was number nine on our, our prospect list and uh, has a chance to be at AAA this year as a 22-year-old, I believe it is. And that tells you something. You know, Craig Council always talks about that is, um, 
he looks at guys' ages when he looks at their their record and looks at their baseball reference page because he says it 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 tells you something about a player when they are advanced for their league or you know or young for their league. Um, and I think Dubon really fits that that bill. The the pitcher they got in the trade is interesting too. Pennington, he's a hard thrower, a guy who was a really top uh, pick in the draft a couple of years ago, a projected pick. Then he needed Tommy John surgery, and the Red Sox took him late and developed him, and he was able to rehab in a pro environment uh, with you know the top medical people. So he he's also kind of an interesting flyer. But I think you're right to say that Dubon is the has a chance down the line to be the main piece in the field. But, but as you also said, the, in the immediate, it's Travis Shaw gives him a third baseman, a decent defensive player from what we uh, understand. And, again, a, a younger guy, club control, uh, and has a chance to develop offensively. He's shown a little bit of power. Uh, again, a great raw power guy, a guy who puts the ball in the air uh, at, a, at a good rate. That can play at Miller Park. Yeah, it sure can. It could be a proverbial uh, win-win for both sides. The Red Sox get a major piece uh, to add to their bullpen, and uh, the Brewers get a major league-ready infielder and a very promising prospect or two, uh, headlined by Mauricio Dubon, as you said. Uh, Adam, at the complete opposite end of this uh, spectrum, going from uh, you know young guys and prospects looking to prove themselves at the big league level to a guy that signed on for a 15th uh, pro season, <laughs> all in the Brewers organization, Talking yeah. about uh, Tim Dillard, who was uh, 33 years old. He has not pitched in the big leagues since 2012, but that has not stopped him whatsoever from becoming a very popular uh, follow on Twitter as he chronicles his life in the minor leagues. And, uh, Adam, for those not aware, uh, tell us about the the wonder and the, the wonder that is the Twitter account of Tim Dillard's uh, because it is something special. Oh, well, it is. And if people are not aware, they need to go follow Tim Dillard it's pretty funny. He is just an inherently hilarious guy. Uh, one of those guys who always kept it. He, I think he pitched parts of four seasons for the Brewers in the big leagues. And one of those guys who kept the bullpen loose. He switched down a number of years ago to be a sidearm pitcher. It's given him kind of a new look and, um, you know, an interesting twist in his career. It came halfway through those parts of four big league seasons. So he's kind of been in the majors with both looks. But he, he – he, I'm telling you, has this natural knack for, I, I guess you call it filmmaking, but he makes these little short films. A lot of them are kind of uh, man-on-the-street type interviews with his teammates that are just hilarious where he quizzes a, a group of different guys on the same group of questions um, and then puts them together into something really funny. He does just other things uh, out on the field. Um, it, you just have to go see it for yourself. The guy has a really uncanny sense of humor. He, the, the Brewers liked it so much, they made him a September call-up, not for the big league roster, but for their social media crew. <laughs> and he came up for a week and did some good stuff in Milwaukee. Uh, they started with this a Saturday Night Live spoof uh, of the, the open for SNL, and it has all these cool shots of Milwaukee, like uh, you know on SNL with the saxophone blaring in the background. And I asked one of the Brewers people, who, you know, who shot this? the background footage for him. This looks like a, quite an effort. And I was told, no, that's just Dillard. <laughs> it's Dillard with his phone. And, and if you go, my story is on brewers.com. If you find it, you'll, you'll see that the shots are so professional and it's funny. And it's, it's, you know, go, a lot of the videos are goofy, but he also just has a real knack for uh, the construction of these things, the creativity to come up with the ideas. And then 
a real sense of comedic timing uh, that shines through in those. But you know what? The main thing that, that gets lost in all this, because we all love following him and, and I share these videos and all that stuff, this guy wants to pitch in the big leagues again, and he's still getting out. You, the ERAs aren't pretty, but this is Colorado Springs, and we've talked about this a bunch, Matt. Yep. You cannot look at a lot of the numbers that pitchers are putting up there. It doesn't tell you anything. But some of the secondary numbers are interesting. His swing and miss rate is up there. His strikeout rate uh, last year was one of the best it's been in his pro career. And he still feels uh, like he can get out. He feels like he has actually better secondary weapons than he's had at other points in his career. And he really wants to make it up to the major leagues. So along the way, he's having a really good time and making everybody laugh. But uh, this is not just all fun and games. I mean, this is a guy with real aspirations of, of trying to get back one last time uh, to the big leagues. Yeah, it's a guy now that you can't help but root for. As we said, he hasn't pitched in the, the show since uh, 2012, but he sounds like a guy who is uh, just inherently uh, hysterical and uh, he's got some talents uh, beyond what he does on the mound. And we'd all love to see him uh, with a Milwaukee call-up at some point in 2017. But in the meantime, uh, maybe the best Twitter follow in all of pro baseball. So, And you said uh, his Tillard, Twitter handle is Dim Tillard, yep. correct? Dim Tillard, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Tillard. Let's, let's boost those numbers. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's a great place <laughs> to wrap this one up. Uh, Adam McKelvey, uh, our thanks to you as always. We'll do it again at some point soon. In the meantime, Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.